The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Old Brown Shoe. George announces he needs to go shoe shopping. I guess. I guess. So funnily enough, this Harris song reminds me of two Paul songs, Marfa, My Dear, and Hello, Goodbye. And a lot of time listeners know how I feel about those tootskis. Yeah. Like Marfa, I wish the whole song was like the bridge, when the beat goes into double time. I like the vocals of George, John, and Paul there. It seems like John and Paul are coming in a nanosecond behind George, and I love the results. I don't love how it's purposely distorted, though, but that's neither here nor there. And a hello goodbye element is the whole opposites motif in the lyrics. It's just a way to make nonsense sound smart to some listeners. And, you know, also, the tack piano isn't my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't love how it's purposely distorted either. Like, George feels like he's singing in a different room from where the microphones are. <laughs> and that just doesn't um. really... That doesn't really line up with, like, the boogie-woogie style type of music it is. Uh, mm. I don't think they're even doing a boogie-woogie thing very well. Uh, it just feels very out of place for for them. Um, kind of especially George. Like, this seems like a type of song that he wouldn't write lyrically or musically. Would you say there's more boogie than woogie? Or more woogie than boogie? Uh, I would say there's more woogie than boogie. Mm. What would you say? I think I hear the boogie, but where's the woogie? Well, I'd say there's I, not enough boogie, so it's because they're doing more woogie. Mm. I did it all for the woogie. I don't it's, know if you knew that. Did someone offer Bumper. you off, someone offered you some woogie and you didn't share? I bogarted the woogie. Oh man! I don't bogart the woogie. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, my next album title. Uh, written we, by George L. Bradshaw was originally released as the B-side of The Ballad of Johnny Yoko. It rates a largely overlooked gem from the Beatles' back catalog, according to the Beatles' Bible. George and I Me Mind, his uh, biogra- autobiography in 1980, said he started the chord sequences on piano, which I don't really play, and then began writing ideas for the words from various opposites. Um, yeah, I should point out that John started to write songs on the piano or the keyboard because he, uh, he knew less chords on it and he thought with the guitar he already went through the same chord progression. Sure. You know, so a little bit of a challenge. So I guess George followed uh, John's lead on that, which I find interesting. Yeah, there's something to be said for, like, you know, creating lines for you to color within because you're often more creative. For Harrison, the concept of duality also appeared on a philosophical level, consistent with his interest in Eastern religion. But also, uh, it really worked out for him in real life. Uh, Neil Aspinall, the Beatles' assistant, later recalled Harrison employing the metaphysical theme of opposites to disperse some Hell's Angels, who had taken up residence at the Beatles' Apple headquarters over Christmas '68 and refused to leave. What? <laughs> According to Aspinall, Harrison told the Hells Angels, well, you know, there's yin-yang, and out, up, down, you're here, you go. Aspinall added, and then he said, okay, and they left. Okay. Must have helped that he was George Harrison, probably. Yeah, you know, I'd listen to George more than, you know. Neil Aspinall, for example. Yeah. 
or uh, <laughs> I was, was going to make an Altamont reference. I was about to say, but I can make an Altamont joke. <laughs> Not cool. Too soon. The uh, next year. The, the next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, they should. You see, it's George Harrison's fault because if he, they was they stayed at Apple, they wouldn't. Yeah, that's him. right. You know. The Beatles performed two versions of Old Brown Shoe on January 27, 1969, during the Get Back Let It Be sessions at Apple Studios. The first was sung by George with just a piano accompaniment, followed by an attempt by the whole group with Billy Preston. In their study of the Twickenham and Apple Studio tapes, the Let It Be album and film, Doug Sulpey and Ray Schweigenhardt comment that in response to Lennon's substandard playing and his complaints about the abundance of chords, Harrison suggested that Preston should play piano so that he could play guitar instead of Lennon. Offended by this, according to Sophie and Schweigenard, Lennon started up the song again, but once more offered inept accompaniment. <laughs> See, George is even asserting himself to John, so that's good. You know. Yeah, well. The Beatles returned to the song the following day, playing through it eight times, and once more on the 29th of January. On the 25th of February... His 26th birthday. Fuck <laughs> off. Harrison recorded two takes of a solo demo of Old Brad Shoe. He also recorded versions of All Things Must Pass and Something. Jeez. Harrison played these versions uh, of Old Brad Shoe and Something to Joe Cocker, who accepted Harrison's offer to record the latter song. Fortunately, Cocker's version came out after uh, the Beatles'. The Beatles eventually began work again on April 16, 1969 on Old Brown Shoe. In the morning, Harrison recorded a second demo version. And that evening, the group taped four takes. All the vocals were intentionally distorted by studio engineer Jeff Jarrett. Apparently, George is like, and I like it. That's what he said. <laughs> the unusual bass sound over the song's bridges was achieved by tracking the bass with the lead guitar. Uh, musicologist Walter Everett states it was McCartney's Fender jazz bass double with Harrison's Telecaster, both playing chromatically moving arpeggations in a similar manner to the bridge guitars in And Your Bird Can Sing. But in a 1987 interview with Cream Magazine, Harrison recalled he was the bass guitarist on the track rather than McCartney. When he interviewed Jake Cordish, suggested the bass part sounds like McCartney was going nuts again, Harrison replied, that was me going nuts. I'm doing on the bass exactly what I do on the guitar. Harrison recorded his lead vocal at a corner of the studio to capture natural reverberation from the room. According to you, though, that made him sound far away. Yes. The backing vocals were sung by Lennon and McCartney. Uh, according to a, uh, the Aerovans, uh, that was a band from America, Tom Hartman, the singer guitarist, recalled that the Beatles attempted the line, Who knows, baby, you may comfort me, countless times, trying to perfect their performance. And that is, in fact... Uh, the toughest uh, line, I would think. Obrachu was the B-side to... Uh, no, Obrachu was the B-side to The Ballad of John and Yoko. It was Harrison's second song to be issued on the B-side of a Beatles single following The Inner Light in March 1968. The song was also included in the Capitol Records compilation Hey Jude, released in North America and elsewhere. North, <laughs> North America and elsewhere. In February 1970. Uh, Harrison's demo was released on Anthology 3. All Brought You was one of eight Beatles songs on Harrison's 1992 album Live in Japan. 
before returning to England for Christmas, Harrison spent time with Bob Dylan and the band in upstate New York. The visit allowed Harrison to experience a musical camaraderie that had been absent in the Beatles over much of 1968 and inspired him as he emerged as a prolific songwriter. And our old friend Ian McDonald identified the hood-eyed spirit of Dylan in O Brown Shoes' dusty shuffle beat and ironic lyrics, while recognizing the surprising and graphic chord progression as typical of Harrison's work. Author Alan Clayson also detects a Dylan influence in the rhythm, which he calls a Highway 61 revisited chug. That's a very fair point. Leslie West contributed a recording to the 2003 album Songs from the Material World, a tribute to George Harrison, and, uh, uh, of a cover of the Old Brown Shoe. And at the George Fest tribute concert in 2014, Old Brown Shoe was performed by, you guessed it, Frank Stil- no, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Love count eight. Eight. What? That's how you know it's a weird George song. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Don't Bother Me. <laughs> You're right. What, what George song would Jay Leno have played if he was invited to George? I'm Fest? thinking of the exact same thing. Uh, probably. <laughs> hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, hey, don't, don't bother me. <laughs> you know, George Harrison said I was his favorite uh, lead night host. <laughs> Is that, really, is that true? No. <laughs> but uh, Tom Sharpley uh, pointed out that uh, Jay Leto tells these stories that couldn't possibly be verified. You know, <laughs> like, it's suspicious. <laughs> so, anyway, Jay Leto, what would he, which horror song would he cover? Uh, I'm um, gonna go... Uh, For You Blue! For You Blue, because he wears denim all the time. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much. I'm, like, looking at... <laughs> George Harrison. Oh, oh man! I'll fix yeah. his pass. I'll, I'll fix my uh, pass away. You know. Uh, you see this? Uh, you hear this thing about my fix? Maybe, uh, maybe. Do you want to know a secret? <laughs> uh, you want to know a secret? I'm uh, coming back to NBC. I, 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 uh, I hid in the closet. <laughs> in the closet. I, uh, I want to hear some secrets. <laughs> Josie Scale. I get to say Josie. Yeah, it's a Josie for me too, but now I'm just like considering this. Hey, uh, no, no, no. Why are you laughing? I, I didn't tell you. Alright, so what which one's Letterman's then? Don't bother me. Probably don't bother or if I needed someone. No, don't bother me. Um who uh, Fallon would be I me mine. And yeah. um Jimmy Kimmel would be It's all yeah. too much. It's all too much. Uh, uh, Seth Myers would be. Who cares? Piggies? Savoy Truffle? No. I'm trying to think of, like, what's the most political one? Um, oh, Taxman. Taxman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Ferguson is Think for Yourself. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah Someday we'll judge if they're fine